Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Tata Recall. Alrighty, and welcome to episode 63 of Turtle Recall. I am your host, Jason Zohail, and joining with me as always is my ever so lovely and totally glad she's not turned into a fly wife, Anna. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I think everyone were for a moment. Uh, I gave a pause because I wanted uh, to make people like feel like Oh, is she flying? Is she like making the <laughs> They want to make sure, like, oh, is, is she a fly? Did the Mutazoo Ray get uh, get zapped to her and she became a fly? And you have like that 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 high squeak voice. Hello, Ivana. <laughs> this week in the podcast, we will be talking. Oh, about how did the... you have that <laughs> that voice? Yeah. Did you fly? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very true. But uh, this week in the podcast, we will be uh, talking about the episode uh, "Bye Bye Fly." You know, because you know we we miss Baxter Stockman. We we want him back. To say "Bye Bye Fly," I there's a brand. Uh, they make different kind of like uh, makeup stuff that is actually like very good. For example, like they have concealer for under the eye, uh-huh. and then the name is. Bye bye under eye. Bye bye under eye. So that's exactly what you thought when you saw this title. Was bye bye under eye. Yes. I'm sure that's exactly like you know. Even though I'm pretty sure that brand came out like after this show aired, but I'm pretty sure the show had that in mind just for you. They're like, oh, let's call it, title this bye bye fly, so Anna can think about her under eye makeup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, before we get into the episode, uh, I actually want to get into the opening segment. And this opening segment was supposed to be for last week. But last week, I was so distracted by the fact that I lost my son's uh, tablet. And FYI, uh, we got the replacement. So, you know, my son has a tablet again. And I made sure to never put any of his stuff on top of, on top of the roof of my car again. Uh, but apparently it's it's a it's a guy thing putting stuff on, uh, on 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 top of the car. Yes. Yes. By the way, I had lots of people reference me to me uh, the Allstate commercial. There's an Allstate commercial where people are driving with stuff on top of their car, <laughs> and they don't remember. What? Yeah, and they don't remember, and they, everyone was like, um. Uh, Referring me to that commercial, I'm like, yes, I'm very aware of this commercial. I'm very aware I'm not driving like these cars in the commercial because the tablet flew. <laughs> I don't know where the tablet landed. I, then, I, uh, I, don't, I, know it's, it's, I know it's very silly, but um, but the world is very small. I, I would love that uh, whoever found the tablet be in our audience and just message us. <laughs> Yes, oh my god, that would be hilarious. Like, oh yeah, I listen to Total Recall all the time. I have your tablet right here. I'm here trying to contact you guys. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be like full circle. Uh, but our um, our opening segment actually comes from our good friend uh, Michael Atkins. He actually asked, and this is what he asked uh, last week. He said, uh, in the episode last week, we saw the glimpse of the turtles' world without the turtles. 
what would our world be if the team and T as in the franchise didn't exist? What other properties of the franchises owe their success to the team and T and what would likely disappear if it weren't for the turtles? So, uh, so, uh, I'm going to first uh, throw that, throw that question to you. Um, what do you think like our world would be without the Ninja, without the Ninja Turtles, like without the cartoon or the comics? Without Ninja Turtle cartoon? Yeah, exactly. Without the Ninja, Ninja Turtle cartoon, like, what what do you think would be like different? I think pizza won't be that popular. You think pizza won't be? I, I to be honest, I, I have I think you're right about that. I, I really I really think the youth really got popular with pizza because of Ninja Turtles. I'll say that. Yes, and um, also I think um, maybe we didn't maybe then we wouldn't have any. Um, I think the kids didn't know anything about the word mutant. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that uh, I think uh, we wouldn't have. I'm not sure, but I think we wouldn't have like. Uh, no, I think. We, but uh, this is one of the most uh, important cartoons about like brotherhood. Right. And I think we would miss that so much in um, all the animation. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I agree. I, I agree because this really was the first one that was just about brotherhood. Because, uh, like, it's usually, like, like it, it, it's usually, like, you know, friends or, like, teammates. This was the first, this was really the first one they were like, oh, all of them are, like, related to each other because they're all brothers. Yes. I, I agree with you there. Um, I'm going to say a franchise that definitely would not... Oh, I wouldn't say a franchise. I would I would say a game, a video game that would definitely not exist if it wasn't for the Ninja Turtles is Final Fantasy 15. I think Final Fantasy 15 would have been something completely different. I've always uh, called Final Fantasy 15 this. Final Fantasy 15 is the closest JRPG game you can get to a Ninja Turtle game because it's about uh, they're not four brothers, but they're four really good friends that act like brothers and they pretty much act like the ninja turtles yeah yeah like that uh that game and you're and like unlike the other final fantasy games where like it's like oh you start out with this guy and then and then you get the other teammates in final fantasy 15 you always have those three teammates with you throughout throughout like a majority of the game uh so like i've always said like Final Fantasy Fifteen would not exist without Ninja Turtles. Like I don't think they would even have that idea. But they are uh, they um, are human, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're human in the game. Uh-huh. I'm just saying they just took they took like the Ninja Turtle like aspect of like the brotherhood uh-huh. and made that into a game. And like I, I, I just said, that's the closest that's the closest game you can get to a Ninja Turtle game for a JRPG. I will one thing I will say. That would be a very missing because obviously after Ninja Turtles, they made a lot of these like humanoid animals, um, TV shows and and toys that were trying to be the next Ninja Turtles. Like and uh, like you know like like uh, Battletoads uh, came out, then we had like the the cows of Mesa, uh, biker mice from Mars, uh, street sharks, a bunch of those that came out like. In like the early 90s like those none of those would exist but I'm gonna say what the big thing that would not really exist uh, without the Ninja Turtles 
would be this whole concept of like we have we have like these action oriented like animal of like humanoid uh, animals in a world full of humans. Yes. Because uh, I mean Ninja uh, the, the Ninja Turtle cartoon and the Ducktales cartoon obviously came out the, the same year. Uh, oh, the other one that was in my mind was Ducktales. Right, right, right. Because uh, when I was first thing I was thinking, but here's the thing. Disney already had, like, the whole, like, animals, they're acting like human. I don't think that would have gone away. But uh, DuckTales, they only interact with animals. Yeah. Like, like it, everyone else is either a duck or a dog or just something. But there, no, there's no actual humans in DuckTales. And, like, so, I, like, I do think, I do think eventually Darkwing Duck would have been made if there was no Ninja Turtles. But... Like, at the same time, Darkwing Duck, like, Darkwing Duck would have, like, filled in that whole, like, oh, here's an action, um, here's an action comedy, uh, animal human thing. But still, like, Darkwing Duck was always, like, but Darkwing Duck was so much like DuckTales where it was, like, okay, he was interacting with other animals. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone was either, like, ducks or, like, a bull or a dog or just, just other thing like that. I mean... I'm a big fan of DuckTales, don't, so don't point out to me, oh, there's a, there's a couple episodes where he went to the human world. That That's that's besides the point. That's, like, I'm talking about, like, regularly. Yeah. I think Ninja Turtles introduced that whole, like, oh, we can have a human world with strange creatures. Mm-hmm. And almost, like, kind of like, I would even say go as far as, like, uh, gargoyles. I don't think gargoyles would exist without Ninja Turtles because I think that idea of, oh, we have... These strange creatures that are protecting New York, uh, that are protecting the humans from New York, like, and that's like you know, and where they have to hide from each other, from uh, from the rest of society. I don't think none of that would have like even came up to people's minds mm-hmm. if it wasn't for like Ninja Turtles, because like, I and mean, especially like Disney at the time, D- Disney really was like, oh no, we're keeping, you know, we're, we're keeping Mickey Mouse, we're keeping Donald Duck. They're they 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 don't like. I don't think, I don't even think uh, in the older cartoons, no, actually, no, now I think about it, I think the older cartoons, they did interact with some humans, but it's still, like, whenever they made, like, the animated uh, stuff for kids, they always, like, made it that, like, they were in its own world. They never thought had the idea of, like, these talking animals in the human world. Yes, I think you're right. Right, yeah. That's that's a, that's a very interesting point. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so that's... I mean, to be honest, that, that's what I think. Also, I think if it wasn't for Ninja Turtles, I I really think this podcast would be about DuckTale, uh, Darkwing Duck. <laughs> it would probably be a Darkwing Duck um, podcast if it wasn't for Ninja Turtles. That or Power uh, Rangers. I'm just so glad that Ninja Turtles exists because there was no way I could sit... Uh, hours here and talk with you about power and just go go power <laughs> oh my gosh all right just to let you know there's no way we're ever going to do power rangers um mainly because power one power just is still going on and anna can really only sit and watch like i don't know maybe 10 minutes she watched like the halloween episode with me on halloween and she was like okay that's enough i enjoyed that I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> but uh, I, I just know that uh, I think I I like the, the Japanese versions. The Japanese versions so much better. 
That'll be our next podcast. We we talk about like the Japanese version. Oh, 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 But there's a thing about me. I see like the bad guys in Power Rangers. <laughs> Every time I get an action figure, and she's like, and um, it's like one of the bad guys. She was like, oh, I really like this Power Ranger. I was like, eh, it's a bad guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think that's why I like, like, um, I, I think it was like the the A Squad from uh, SPD, like where they actually have like Power Ranger helmets and everything. And she was like, oh, I really like these designs. Like, yeah, that's the bad guys. <laughs> And, like, uh, the other one I got recently was uh, the Ranger Slayer, which is basically a the comic version of the Pink Ranger, but she was evil, and she really liked that one. I was like, yeah, she's a bad guy. <laughs> I just remember when we first married, uh, when, when I saw your collection, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, I love it and everything. I was so excited. But then uh, when you showed me all the Power Rangers stuff, I was like, what's wrong with him? What's <laughs> So these all look the same. They all have the same costume, and he keep buying them. <laughs> I swear, there's differences. There are differences. But yeah, uh, but that that that's what we think. Uh, curious, uh, what you guys think? Um, what what do you think? What franchises will still be there, or what things would still not be there? Um. If it wasn't for the Ninja Turtles, just uh, just to let you know, I think I at the first time when you asked me the question, I got the question wrong. I thought that you said uh, what world would be without Ninja Turtles. That's what I mentioned: Brotherhood and pizza and everything. No, like no, I, that's what I mean. Like what the world, what this world would be like. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, and and that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like um. Because I was agreeing you what like you know with the brotherhood and pizza thing. I was just saying I was just saying what the what what stuff wouldn't exist without the Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just I just didn't need to re- re- reiterate what you said because you said it so perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, uh, just curious what you guys think. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the news. And this week is going to be NECA heavy news. <laughs> let's go for it. This week like you know well i should say the previous week was uh san diego comic-con well the virtual san diego comic-con there is going to be a physical one coming in november but this is the one where like all the uh toy companies they revealed like you know their exclusives and started like doing the pre-orders uh for for the exclusive so we're going to take a look at neca's comic-con the first thing I want to reveal is the actual NECA San Diego Comic-Con uh, figures for Ninja Turtles. They actually released uh, two. Um, this one was not for pre-order, but will be showing up in Walmart, uh, exclusively at Walmart, later this month. Uh, but we're getting a brand new Super Shredder. Uh, and like the only, I will say the only disappointing thing was like when they just showed it, like if you're watching on stream, you see like the dock, uh, thing. And I was thinking like, Oh, is it going to actually come with this, uh, dock diorama thing? Cause if it was, I was going to get it, but it doesn't that they just chose that to display it. Uh, and it's the same one that they used when they did uh, toy fair, the reveal super shredder, like, uh, I think like two years ago. Uh, but what's different about this Super Shredder. The Super Shredder is inspired by the Euro exclusive Super Shredder from Playmates, like, uh, you know, back in the 90s. Uh, but, so, if you look at at the belt, the belt is more 
of a wrestler belt and like the belt that looks like the belt from the the classic action figure uh they did it for two reasons one they wanted to make it look like the classic action figure also because super shredder was played by a wrestler they want to make it have like that wrestler kind of belt because uh, he was played by kevin nash uh-huh. so uh that uh that's uh different his spikes have like a has more of a purple on it uh and also his cape his cape is this shimmering uh green and purple like kind of uh, fabric. So like when you shine it to the light, you'll see green and then you look at the other side, you'll see purple. Uh-huh. Right. So uh, that's that's pretty much that's all that's really different from this shredder from this super shredder from the other super shredders is the it's also to celebrate, you know, 30 the 30th anniversary of Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the uh, I should have uh, I should have got the picture of the of the package, but the package actually looks pretty cool. The package is actually like another uh, poster uh, from the movie, and actually has like the 30th uh, anniversary symbol on there. Uh, so what is uh, what they pose him here? What is he doing? Uh, he's just like being menacing. He's like you know coming out of the docks and like ready to attack the turtles hmm. to show that he's alive. And he drank the whole vial of ooze. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that's really all that's different. It's coming to Walmart, uh, retailing at uh, thirty dollars, just like, just like the Shadow Master Shredder and the regular Super Ma- uh, Super Shredder. So if you don't, if you feel you don't have enough Super Shredders in your life, <laughs> here is another Super Shredder for you to go and track down. Guess what? I know someone that will uh, have a trip to Walmart to get like tomato or something yeah and then all of a sudden he comes back with the super shredder oh honey it was just here i don't know like you know i was just there and like you know i was like oh it looked lonely and it wanted to come home (laughs) uh yeah so that's one of their exclusives their second their second more enticing um exclusive set is the one that they teased uh for us back in world turtle day uh and and here is the actual re- reveal it is uh they call it the uh i believe I, I think they call it the news crew uh set um on the box itself it says the Catwoman from channel six it's basically the four main characters from channel six and that's so cool yeah yeah so april Instead of having a regular April, she's actually mutated into Cat from the episode The Catwoman from Channel 6. Uh-huh. If you remember that episode. Uh, and uh, there were a few, like, rumblings, because, uh, like, little complaints, because for April, you can only have uh, Cat April. You, there is no... You can't change her back into Human April or anything like that. Uh-huh. And uh, they actually gave reasons why. Uh, one, the... Um, the the neckline and the and the chest um that's a different shade from her human form. Uh-huh. So so if you try to like change it, you would have like two different shades uh-huh. of April. Yeah. The other thing is she has a tail in the back, <laughs> and if you take out the tail, there's a hole in a very like not um not a good place for a hole to be at. Ah, uh-huh. so. In a design wise, there was no way they can uh, like. Uh, right, right, exactly. I mean, cool. I mean, technically they could like, oh, here, here's a swappable chest and a swappable butt. But I mean, at the same time, 
You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. That's like, yeah. that, that's kind of creepy for an action figure. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I mean, I, I like this way better because like that way I have like two different ones mm -hmm. and I can have both on display. Yes, uh, also like not all the figures have to be convert to another form. Right, right. Also, yeah, I exactly. Also, the fact that this is a San Diego Comic-Con uh, set, um, like, you know, an exclusive for San Diego Comic-Con, that means that this is, like, after these sell out, you're not going to see them again. And, you know, like, so because the other complaint is that Vernon is also in this set as well. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, first... For people complaining that they're getting... Ver Vernon's an awesome character. I don't know why you guys complain. You get, I, I would love to have, like, as many Vernons as I can have possible. <laughs> but, um, you know, for a uh, for Comic-Con exclusive, like, I always feel like Comic-Con exclusives should always be... It should be something that you would want to get, but it's different... But it's... Th there's little changes between the figures that people who are, aren't able to get them don't feel left out. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way I always feel, and like I know with uh, NECA because for the past few years their Comic Con sets has always been unique, and the reason why they're unique because at that time they could only sell Ninja Turtle figures at conventions. They couldn't sell them at retail, and then they started making deals with first GameStop, then uh, then uh, Target, then and and Walmart. And so, now that we're actually getting uh, figures on a regular from NECA, like, I think, like, the NECA sets should be, like, should be something like this, where it should be, like, things that, like, oh, you know, it'd be cool to have, but um, I'm good with my regular version. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to make a note that this one also comes with Irma and Burn, Burn Thompson, which are two brand new uh, characters from NECA. I am really hoping that these two will get a, like, a regular release. Like, we can get... I still think we should have a two-pack of Irma and April and Burn and Vernon. Like, um, that should... That, that would be, like, awesome. And that would be, like, a good way for NECA to... Especially uh, people, like, they miss the human April. Uh, so it would be a good way for people to have a second chance to get human April. Uh -huh. I know, like, uh, Vernon has been released, like, recently, so... Uh, a lot of people still have him, but you know what? As I said, having more, having, having more Vernons is not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and uh, look at like uh, what it comes with now. All right, so this set. All right, uh, now as of this recording, the pre-order is already over. The pre-order happened on Thursday, uh, like a few days ago, and it was retailing uh, pre-order-wise uh, $175 at NECA's store. And I'll get to reason why it's more expensive. These should be showing up at Target in about two months from now. Uh, and and at Target, it's going to be 150 And the reason why we have a bigger price tag is because uh, this set does come with these figure size uh, news cameras and lighting. That's so cool. Yeah, so uh, the, the, the set's going to come with that. Also, what's cool, like, if you remember the, mus the musical turtles that they released last year, remember the box, like, converted into a diorama? Uh, this box will also turn into like the uh, news set, like you oh, can you, so you can like create some uh, news like uh, action scene. shots, yeah, news scenes, everything. Oh, uh, that's amazing! Yeah. So again, we're getting Vernon again, but this time uh, we're getting two new head sculpts of Vernon. One, we're getting his 
a worried face, which I felt that that was missing from the original Vernon set. Mm. I felt like we were missing the the his like him and worried because Vernon is always worried. <laughs> and then we also are getting his uh blind him uh blindfolded, <laughs> and uh you know if you remember there's that one episode and I was trying to find the episode I couldn't remember it but there was that one episode where he was like um live broadcasting from the sewer. And he was blindfolded because they didn't want him to know where the turtles live. And so he was, like, doing all, like, the video stuff. Yes. Blindfolded, yeah. Like, so there's that one episode. And then there's the episode with, like, Don Tortelli where he tickles his feet and both April and Vernon were blindfolded. <laughs> uh, so that's where the blindfold comes from. Uh, he also comes with a boom mic, which is pretty cool. Uh, he comes with a boom mic. Uh, he comes with, like, accessories he did not come with. And the most important accessory he does come with is a, head, is a headset. Because... Every time I think of Vernon, I think of like when, especially when he's the d director, he has the headset on, yeah. and like when, especially when he's yelling at uh, April about like, oh, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, then, you know, because we still to this day do not know what his exact job is, because sometimes he's a director, sometimes he's a cameraman, sometimes he's a reporter. Yeah, sometimes he's a reporter. Sometimes he wants April's job. I mean, we like he just like just goes all around. Like he's the only one who does not have a defined thing. Uh, but um. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, Robert Oxus says that I like that they... Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into those. Uh, hold on. Uh, so the other one we also have is... Uh, we have uh, Bert. We have Bert Thompson. And he has also two faces. He has his, like, angry face. And then he has, like, his normal face. But I want... Look what uh, Vern comes with that... Um, that that Vern Thompson comes with that, that you are really excited about. <laughs> I know, uh, from here it's hard to recognize, but uh, uh, I know you showed me this and I was so excited. It's Tiffany. Yes, he comes with a framed picture of Tiffany. Tiffany! Yes! So, I mean, I think this is going to be our closest to an action figure of Tiffany. I don't know, maybe NECA might make one in the future. But Anna loves Tiffany. And the fact that we have her, her immortalized as a frame is awesome. Uh, also... Also, we have two new accessories for both Vernon and Burn, which is awesome. And it's like these two right here, we have them in their turtle forms. We haven't got to that episode yet, but there's an episode where they both turn into turtles. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so have... That's what Robert was... Yeah, that's what Robert was uh, uh, was referring to. Uh, yeah, uh, because uh, I, I believe it was uh, Slash. Slash, like, turns them into turtles. Oh. Right. And it, uh, so we have, we have Irma... Um, Irma comes... Oh, I forgot, also forgot that, uh, Bern Thompson, he also comes with a turtle soup, a bowl of turtle soup, and a, a spoon. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, now, now we just need Tiffany to, like, you know, throw the turtle soup on top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mock turtle soup, remember. Um, but, uh, because, you know, he's a turtle lover because he eats turtle soup. That was always, like, uh, you know, that was always a weird thing about it. Uh, so, so we have Irma... Irma comes with a framed picture of extremely handsome um, Anchorman. Because guess what? This Anchorman does not have a name. He's in like two episodes and he does not have a name. Uh, NECA actually called him extremely hunky. And I'm like, I, I just wanted to, me uh, I messaged NECA. I was like, that that that's not the correct name. He's extremely handsome. He's not hunky. Extremely handsome. <laughs> he was extremely handsome uh, with, uh, Anchorman. 
Not only she comes with that, she also comes with swappable parts to make her into a rare rat, just like the original release of Vernon. So we can actually have both Irma and Vernon as uh, rare rats. Oh. Yeah, uh, and that, that's an episode that's coming up, uh, like in, in the next season, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then last we have Cat April. Uh, uh, Cat April does come with like some extra hands. She also comes with the cat from her apartment, uh, and she comes with that little toy mouse that Shredder used to like uh, distract her. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it, it's a lot of stuff uh, in there, and like I said, the the reason why it's 150 uh, as opposed to 125 is because of how big the cameras are. Uh-huh. Uh, and what I love is like the box itself is like a vertical box, and it's supposed to look like Channel Six. So we have a channel like you know we have like that Channel Six building going vertical. And now I mentioned that if you pre-ordered it and the pre-orders is over like the pre-orders last for a good hour it wasn't like it didn't sell out right away like uh like some of the other uh stuff not like the musical turtles last year where you know like tom cruise that like you know had like half the people block me on twitter um but uh the reason why it's 25 dollars more on NECA's site is because NECA came with these bonus things that you can only get on the NECA site it's not going to be in the target uh, retail and I know a lot of people there because they didn't want this stuff they're like okay I'll just take my chances at Target uh-huh. uh, but uh, so when you pre-ordered it at NECA uh, again pre-orders are, ha- have been um, uh, ha- have been sold out uh, you got a t-shirt with like pretty much everyone that came with uh, like um, everyone's face that came with the um, in that set there's also Human Roxanne and Bebop there's also Slash uh, it, it looks so much like that t-shirt that we got from the pinball crate, uh-huh. except different characters. Uh, it also comes with an 11 by 17 poster of Channel 6, so you can, like, put this in the background and, like, have, like, have, like, your characters, like, um, in front of that to make it look like they're in front of Channel 6, uh, for size-wise. It comes with a Channel 6 press, a press pass, a Channel 6 iron-on patch, and also the uh, pin of the Channel 6 uh, news van. And so if you have like the the recent like uh, cartoon NECA crate, like these items go great with those items. I think Channel 6 poster definitely goes on our studio. Oh yeah, that's door. definitely going on. Our, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's gonna go on our studio door, exactly. <laughs> and oh yeah, we can make them like really cool like background with that, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, no, it, it, it's really cool. Like I said, a lot of people, they they chose not to get the um, the actual set, the, the set from NECA, because they didn't want to pay the $25 for this. I will say, t-shirt-wise, uh, they only had, there's only two sizes available, large and extra large. And I, I just determined that NECA just hates short people, like me. Because, uh, you know, I, uh, both, both those sizes are way too big on me. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, but I did, I was lucky I got large. Large was the first one to sell out. Large, like, sold out in, like, within, like, five minutes. But extra large was, like, still there. And uh, it just makes me just feel like I think they just, they just probably made more extra large shirts. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know what you're trying to tell, say about us uh, Ninja Turtle fans here, NECA. 
Uh, I'm just, I'm curious what you're trying to say. It's like, too much pizza. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you guys are eating too much pizza. Uh, if we're not, we're, we're, they're probably trying to tell us that we need to eat more pizza. Uh, yeah, so those are our exclusives. Uh, Super Shutter has not showed up on uh, Walmart stores yet, but the pre-orders have ended for the Channel 6 set, but they will be coming in Target uh, within a couple of months. Uh, but that's not all NECA talked about uh, during their uh, their San Diego Comic-Con panel. Uh, we also got a reveal of the Danny figure that's coming in the the uh, movie uh, Loot Crate that's, supposed to, that's scheduled to come out next month in August. But this is NECA. I have a feeling... I have a feeling like this crate is either going to come at the end of August or in the middle of September. I'm not saying the beginning of September. I'm just saying, like... Like, it's, I have a feeling it's, at like... At the edge. Yeah, it's going to be, like, at the edge. Like, you know, when it says, like, like when they, when we get to, like, oh, sorry, we had to delay this, because, you know, it's also NECA, when NECA is, like, known for their delays. Like, it's not going to be, like, oh, it's delayed, like, two weeks. It's going to be delayed, like, a month. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, the the Danny figure uh, looks really cool. But uh, NECA, we love you, with, even with your delays yes 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 we do love you with your delays like you know don't 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 block us please don't block us look look they, they know whenever i say this is all in good fun and and they, and they call me out a lot of stuff they've like if you follow neka's like twitter they you'll see that they'll call me out on some of the stuff i say uh, whenever i get something wrong uh but yeah uh the danny uh figure looks uh looks pretty good it's in that same package like the other um uh, movie uh, figures were yeah so uh and it's a really good sign it has it's a good sign that we should be seeing the crate like fairly fairly soon uh and if you have not ordered the crate uh unfortunately this, this is going to be hard to find um and i really don't know i don't really don't know if they have like plans on like doing another danny or like or making a different danny with like the the foot gear or something like that where he's not wearing this uh sid vicious shirt but if and don't forget to uh, watch our unboxing with Mikey. Yes, yes. Don't forget to watch. Okay, yes. When this comes out, Mikey will be unboxing this. And he will, like, give us his opinions on this uh, Danny figure. Yes. Yes. And we, oh, we, we totally can't wait for uh, Mikey's opinion on the Danny figure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but that's not all the new movie figures that they revealed. If you remember, uh, they teased this uh, when they were talking about... The April when they revealed the April figure, but we got a full shot of unmasked Casey. Because if you remember when they first released that Casey action figure, uh, he um, he had the mask on because they didn't get the actor's rights um, signed off for his likeness. Uh -huh. So to release the action figure, they just did it without the mask. And then uh, Judith Hogue uh, went went there and she just kind of like, hey. You should do this for NECA. And he was like, okay, I did it. And so now we're getting a, a full face Casey. Oh. Yeah, it looks really cool. And uh, even the background that they. Yeah, even the background they chose, it, yeah, it was really cool. Here is the package of what um, what Casey's going to look like, uh, like in the stores. Again, NECA like, does a really good job on the packaging for like the Ninja Turtle figures and even like, you know, some of the horror figures. They just do a bad job on their Back to the Future figures. I don't know why the Back to the Future figures don't have, like, this clear picture of, like, who the character is. Instead, like, if you look at the Back to the Future, like, uh, it's, like, 
oh, here's a newspaper, here's a flyer. Like, you have to, like, like it's hard to tell what it is, like, from afar. Uh-huh. Like, at least with this one, it's just Casey's mask, and you can tell, oh, this is Casey Jones. Or or you might, like, think it's, like, Friday the 13th, but still, still pick it up to see what it is. Um, and, and then uh, here's what the package looked like. It's open. Casey does come with two heads. He comes with the, his, his uh, face unmasked and the face masked. So if you missed the previous Casey Jones, then... There's really no reason for you to track it down other than if you really want that trench coat for Raphael. Uh, because this one is a better figure and they also improved the elbows uh, to like so he can like do more of a range on the elbows. Mm-hmm. So uh, so overall it's going to be a uh, it's a better figure, just a better looking figure. Yes, they did a good job on the the muscles. Yes, yes, yes. They did a really they did a really great job on the muscles and just um uh, I mean just I mean even like last time they they did a great job on the action figure like you know if you don't have the Casey Jones action figure like this is definitely one that you did definitely uh, pick up um but we still have one more movie action figure uh, yeah that? yeah and you know we discussed earlier that this year is the 30th anniversary of secret of the ooze we have we had the tease like on the secret of the ooze two of the bad guys no just one of the bad guy uh-huh. just one of the bad guy we had to see um it is uh shredder from secret of the ooze if you remember they teased this a few months ago on the anniversary of the movie and now we actually got the figure reveal and here's what i'm most excited he about has face Oh uh, yeah, he has a face and uh, um and, and everything. I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to his face in a, in a little while. Uh, but what I'm most excited for is because the Super Shredder came with a canister ooze. This Shredder actually comes with a vial of ooze that like he drank to become or splashed on him. We don't know how how what how what he did. And we like you know we don't know if he drank it to save his life or he it just broke while he like was in the concert with Vanilla Ice. But, <laughs> well, he was in the concert with Vanilla Ice in that scene. Um, but he has the vial in his hand. I always felt like the vial was the one thing that was missing from the Super Shredder. Because uh-huh. they gave him the canister. And I was like, no, he didn't have a canister in that scene. He had a vial. But here is his vial of ooze that turns him into the Super Shredder. Uh, and he also comes with the huge mutated dandelion uh-huh. uh, that... Uh, like, that was, like, what the scientist found, and that was, like, what he ordered, like, the undercover foot agent to, like, who was working at the, uh, the, the new studio to, like, take out to bring the Shredder, and, like, that's how we found out about the ooze, Mm -hmm. like, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so he comes with, like, some really cool accessories, he has the buzzsaw helmet, he has the purple clothes, like, like he did from the, uh, second movie, uh, and here's his, like, uh, full uh, figure pretty much pretty much everything is, is the same except for the color his cape it also has a different design they try to like uh, they they talked about how like they kind of went in and try to figure out uh, the design of the cape even though most of those scenes were like in dark lighting uh, but yeah you know he had the buzzsaw cut uh, helmet and this one you can actually take off the mask and see his face and his face is the exact same face from the shredder from the previous release and that's pretty much i i would say like that's the only that's the only complaint i kind of have because technically this shredder from this movie 
is a different actor from the first movie. But also, this Shredder from this um, from this movie, like, you never saw his face. Yeah. That's the other thing is, because the only time, like, we don't see him without the mask, it's, like, dimly lit, like, and, like, his face is all, like, black and shadowed in. And that's just so they can hide the fact from the kids that this is not a Japanese guy anymore. Instead, it's a Frenchman that, uh-huh. that played as Shredder. Like... And that's the thing. So the actors, like the the physical actors of Shudder changed between the first and second movie, but the voice actor of Shudder stayed the same. <laughs> but yeah, it, it like it, it's weird. And there's only like one scene in the movie um, that you can you can see his face, and that's you can see his face through the mask. Uh, but but that's it. Um, but at the same time, like I wouldn't want them to go track down this French actor who played Shredder, that we never saw his face. Yeah. Um, so, I understand why, like, okay, you can take off the mask, um, and he still has, like, the, the scratches, and the, I, I personally, I have no plans to ever take it off the mask, because I don't want to ruin that illusion. Like, because I know, in my head, that that's a different actor. I know the voice is the same, but, you know, the, the actor is different. <laughs> uh, but that is, that's all the movie stuff that they, they, they revealed. Uh, so next we're going to talk about the cartoon stuff that they revealed at their panel. Okay. Uh, so uh, we talked about uh, Chrome Dome before, but we actually have, uh, they actually released what the packaging for the Chrome Dome figure uh, is going to look like. The Chrome Dome figure is going to be their largest figure. They, they said this is going to be uh, bigger than Super Shredder. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's going to be standing at uh, nine, nine inches tall. Here's our packaging, and I just want to look... At the back of the packaging, and, and who do you see back there? Casey Jones. Uh, well, on top of Casey Jones' uh, hockey stick. Oh, that uh, that old lady. No, not the old Zach. Is it Zach? Yeah, that's Zach, the fifth turtle. <laughs> From here, he's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Zach is on the package. Like, so we had like you know in the in the uh, the turtles in the sky set, we had Zach like in a silhouette, and now we have Zach clear. On the package. And so we're this much closer to getting a Zack action figure. Zack the Fifth Turtle action figure. Yes, I think so. I mean, he, I mean, he, he needs to be coming. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this Chrome Dome, uh, we mentioned it before, he's based off of the Night of the Rogues uh, episode. Uh, and uh, so, you know, he's not going to be as big as he was in the first episode he was in. Uh, but... The next thing that I also talked about uh, was another set that was uh, pre-ordered a few months ago, and that was Antrax and Scumbug, who also came from that episode. Oh, I and, yeah, yeah, we got some like uh, we got some like uh, other uh, shots of them. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- looks looks really cool. Uh, they did say that uh, that if you missed a pre-order, that these will be coming to Walmart. Uh, not Walmart. I'm sorry. They'll be coming to Target uh, soon. So, uh, so if you missed the pre-order for Antrax's Gumbug, you will have a chance to get get them. And then also, if you remember, it was like a few months ago, we had that Target listing leak where they revealed uh, that Dirt Groundchuck and Dirtbag were coming. And now we actually got pictures That's and reveal so cool. a, a, a proper reveal of Groundchuck and Dirtbag. Uh-huh. Yeah, and like, and these two actually come from the first episode that uh, Chrome Dome is in, which is the the planet of the Turtleoids. 
Uh, they're only in that episode. Uh, but yeah, uh, but uh, these two characters are com are are coming. And the cool thing about uh, Dirtbag is you can actually separate uh, his body from his legs and then put this. Uh, oh, that's amazing! Yeah, put this ground effect uh, on there to make it look like he's like drilling out of the ground. Oh my god! Yeah, kind of so cool. like uh, if you remember, I have like the Roadkill Ronnies. That's the way I have it displayed um, uh, on on the shelf. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be doing this because I always like this. This actually looks so cool, like the fact that it's like coming out of the ground. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that that's what's cool about them. I'm really happy to finally get a proper reveal uh, for these guys because like we knew they were coming only because of that target leak. Yeah. Uh, but now it is uh, confirmed. Also, we got the reveal of Wingnut and screw loose and this is our last uh reveal that we got from NECA uh in their panel mm -hmm. so uh they and we, they didn't really get too much of the go into these two too much i think there's is still in the uh the planning stages uh but they said that originally they wanted to do like an ultimate wingnut where um where he came with a small uh screw loose uh, kind of like how we like because in the original action figure, Wingnut came with like a small accessory of Screwloose, and it was just a small little figure. Uh, but they felt like Screwloose was just like too big, and so they decided to give him uh, his own uh, figure, and which is cool because we actually have a full action figure. This is our first full action figure of Screwloose. Uh, so I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks really good. I actually like the way it is. Um, they said they're probably going to add some more accessories. They're probably they, like they're probably going to want to pad this out, this one out a little more, just so they ha they have that value. They can still keep that that value in there since one is a really big figure and then the other one is like you know half a size of a figure. Yes. Yeah, and this this is coming a, as a, a two pack. That's all we have for these guys. And like I said, those were uh, those were all like the proper reveals. That NECA uh, gave us during their panel, but we we also but they also gave us some teases that we gotta uh, guess about. We also got some teases of like of mystery figures that they didn't properly reveal. Our first one is for the cartoon, and we got these two. And uh, I can tell you right now, these two are definitely. The cartoon versions of Toka and Razar, uh -huh. because there is one that's episode. What I was, uh, yeah, you, that's one you had. You, you had that in mind, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, because you haven't made it to that actual episode yet. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, Toka and Razar are in are in one episode of the actual cartoon series, and I remember like when that came on, my brother and I were all shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, we have Toka and Razar in the show too. <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, but yeah, uh, so this is definitely Toka and Razar, and then. And also, if you guys uh, don't, because uh, it, everything is kind of uh, just like shadowed in and everything's to not give us a proper reveal. But if you guys don't know, uh, Toga and Razar, they look more, in the cartoon, look more like the classic action figures than they did of the, from the characters from the movie. So those are coming. Don't have much details about that. And then one last uh, uh, tease they gave us, uh, another shadowy figure. This is for... The Mirage uh, line, and uh, we don't know. We didn't. They didn't really talk much about the Mirage line, but uh, uh, but they did show us this, and uh, and we can't tell. That is the Fugitoid. 
like it's just the uh. light in the background like obscuring him but that 100% that's the future toy right there so we should be getting a future toy action figure as well uh, and that's that is everything that they talked about in the panel. Also in the panel, uh, you know, they did mention uh, that they did like kind of like reveal like they properly revealed that Claw Shredder was coming uh, to the Mirage Crate uh, for the for Loot Crate. Uh, we still don't have a we still don't have like a proper lighted picture of that Claw Shredder. But if you go to the Loot Crate's page, you will see like a just a shadowed version of it right now. I don't know when they updated that, but they updated it sometime. But that's not the... That's one last neck of news. One last neck of news here that we're going to talk about. And, th and this is actually from Walmart, in which I'm pretty sure Walmart was not supposed to do. Uh, and so Walmart, they have their uh, Collecticon, collector con going on this weekend. And before, like, the first day, all of a sudden, like... This listing came up, and this was not part of their collector con, but I had, but I assumed that it was going to be a part of it. But this listing just came up for uh, Ninja Turtles 1990 movie seven-inch scale action figure, April O'Neil and Casey Jones farm two-pack. Okay, so the only thing we know we know this is from NECA because the listing said it's from NECA, uh, but the action figure listing is like uh, like they just put some. Uh, they just put some generic stuff about, like, uh, it was actually the listing for the Raphael and uh, Casey Jones 2-pack, actually. Uh -huh. uh, but in the first movie, the Turtles and April and Casey, they are in April's uh, farmhouse. And it's only assumed that, uh, that this 2-pack is going to be them with the clothes that they're wearing uh, from that scene in the farmhouse. Yeah. But we don't know, because... Here's the picture that Walmart had. It, and it, for, for you guys that are on audio, it, it just says, no image available. Oh. Uh, it was up for pre-order. It was up for pre-order, uh, uh, I believe it was like Thursday night. And it was up there for a good while. Uh, I did pre-ordered it. Um, but right now, uh, the pre-orders uh, say they're not available. Uh, and like no one has like... Uh, no one has, like, listed anything about it. No one has uh, put anything about it. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what exactly this is. We don't know if Walmart, like, this could have been a mistake that someone at Walmart put on and that everyone that pre-ordered, I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled them all. Just be like, hey, you weren't supposed to see this. And they're just like, oh, okay, we, we just cancel them. And I'm sure if that happens, like, uh, we're going to get a flood of complaints. Uh, I'm not going to complain about it because uh, I know how businesses work. But uh, that's, but yeah, that, that's in there. Also, I want to mention this about Walmart because, you know, Walmart had their CollectorCon uh, thing. Uh, and, like, uh, they, they had, like, some Ninja Turtle reveals. We'll get into those uh, probably next week. But their final day, with, um, like, I, I know that there's a new movie coming out. But their final day in their CollectorCon thing, they start putting out a bunch of Paw Patrol stuff. <laughs> and, I mean, I think Paw Patrol's, like, maybe six years old. I don't know any collectors out there is like, oh, man, Paw Patrol. And I, I know that there's a movie coming, but, like, that's... I don't think there's collectors out there for Paw Patrol. Not yet. Maybe... <laughs> maybe maybe in, like, another, like... Uh, maybe, like, in another, like, five years, maybe there, there might be some collectors out there for, for that. But 
That was a weird thing from, from Walmart. <laughs> but that is everything that we have. Like I said, it was very NECA heavy. A lot of stuff. <laughs> NECA heavy? Very NECA heavy, yeah. Alrighty, and just as a reminder, we do the news live every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we love it when you guys join in. Alright, you ready to talk about the episode? Yes. Alright. This week we're talking about Season 3, Episode 44, Bye Bye Fly. This originally aired on November 23rd, 1989. It was directed by Bill Wolf and directed by David Wise. Uh, honey, you want to give us a summary about this episode? So, summary. Alright, you should help me, but... So the episode started with uh, turtles exercising, and then um, and then um, and then they see in TV that um, there was like a they they show one of those uh, Egyptian uh, temples, and then um, it was some news about that, and then uh, we see inside uh, those um, temples, and we see Baxter Baxter Stockman. Mm -hmm. We see ba Baxter Stockman. And then um, he he's inside and he's inside there. Then suddenly he um, he um, he's inside the kind of like a machine kind of thing that start talking and there's like a um, diamond thing and um, I mean I don't know why I know you make it clear later but for some reason that that machine kind of thing was uh, helping Baxter and and then. <laughs> Your face is, is like <laughs> so it was helping Baxter and um uh, he he said that uh he can uh, give that uh, diamond to um um to uh Crank and um Scherzer and um and then tell them and um, tell them that they, there is more to um to um then he, then he can uh, change them because because they change him to the fly and this way he can like this way he can re revenge. So so he did he did that. He gave it to the to the uh, Bebop and Rocksteady and um, Crank was very happy. He said that with this uh, we can uh, go anywhere, even into the dimension X. And uh, they went over there and the machine kind of thing and gave also a, um, something else that um, he, he could change anyone to any human. No, not any human. Sorry, any animal. <laughs> So he changed uh, Shredder to to a fly. I just know that he was also trying to change the turtles. Uh, he he was able to change uh, uh, Michelangelo to a um, to a small animal, which I forgot the name. But um, then um, I mean it was all this the story about this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I like it. I love the episodes that you watch. One day I'll get to watch those too. <laughs> Right. I'm so bad about this story, and you, you make me tell it. So many. <laughs> and you act like like you've never done this before. Like the past <laughs> 62 episodes that we've like been doing this, that you've never been asked to. Uh, you can you can add a, you can add a feature to my mind if I don't have it. I just don't have it. I can't follow this story. <laughs> this is actually what uh, Old Man Winters had to say about this episode. He says, Bye Bye Fly is the episode where you start asking which Baxter appearance is this? Yet surprisingly, the show maintains fairly consistent continuity whenever poor Baxter shows up. And that's something I want to bring up. Uh, 
this show, like, this show has, like, awful continuity. Like, because uh, I, I, this episode itself, when we get to it, I'll talk about, like, the, the bad continuity. But when it comes to either Baxter Stockman or the Technodrome, I mean, they have all that, like, road mapped. Like, anytime with Baxter Stockman, they're like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Okay, he's a fly in this one. Okay, now he has a, a computer friend, and now he's in limbo. I mean, they make sure, like, everything is documented with with Baxter Stockman that, like, every time we get to the next episode, we know, like, where this one belongs. Like, it, it's so, like, weird how this show, like, pays attention so much to, like, like the, the story of Baxter Stockman more than like the rest of the show you see so so i i got it correctly i knew that it was about baxter stockman <laughs> yes you did know about it, about it was about baxter stockman i'm glad i'm glad the title helped you know <laughs> that this episode was about baxter stockman uh, but yeah like i said those are the like baxter stockman and the technodrome location those are like the the two main things that this show makes sure like stays in continuity. Everything else they just kind of throw up in the air. Uh, but let's go ahead and start uh, breaking down this episode because uh, like the first thing I wrote is because we see like some sort of like video thing and because it does that like it does like that frame like hey this is being looked through a video camera. Oh yes. Yeah. And it was so square. Yeah, it's so square. Yeah, well it's also four by three, so it's like wow you're like really square. Um. Before I get on to the actual show, I do want to note one of the, I still, one of the most annoying things I didn't like about, like, the early 2000s, um, was, be in the early 2000s, that's when, like, shows started filming in HD, but they still put the frame as 4x3 because not everyone had the HD TVs, and they wanted to make sure it was, like, accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. So... Those, those like, TV shows of whenever someone had the video camera, they always made sure that the video camera was in that 4x3 square. And so if you're watching it in widescreen, like, you see, like, you would see, like, the, the part where the video camera has, like, the square. And then you would see, like, all this other space because it's a widescreen. And, like, because you could, and that's, like, when you immediately know, it's like, okay, you're making this accessible for all the TVs. But you're still f filming a widescreen. That's, like, wh one of my pet peeves about, like, the TV shows in the early 2000s. Like, when they are when they had that awkward phase of, like, who has a widescreen TV? Who doesn't have a widescreen TV? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but, so going back into this episode, because uh, everyone has a, a 4x3 TV when this episode aired. When, did, when this was first going on, I really thought they are making a music video. Like, because it looked yes, like... Yes, it sounded like dancing. Yes, it sounded like dancing. It looked like, like, because, like, Leo was moving his feet. I was like, okay, that looks like dancing. And then, like, we get to, like, Mikey, and I was like, oh, that looks like dancing. Yes, yes. Yeah, but we find out that this was a workout video, which Donnie appropriately called it Turtle Robics. <laughs> and I do want to note was, like, the background music of this was also the same background music that when, uh, if you remember the episode uh, New York Shiniest with the Rex One robot, mm -hmm. um, when he did when he went into the the aerobics part, they played the same music because if you remember, he had the aerobics video in there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I, I thought that was a kind of a nice little nod. Uh, like, hey, this is this is our like. I mean, it, it. They also use this music as dancing music too. But they're like, hey, we also use this as uh, as workout music. And then uh, I'm not sure which one, but one of the turtles says, uh, "I feel like an idiot." And... I think that was Raph. Usually Raph says that kind of stuff. And <laughs> no, I mean that was also like this is like where like Donnie was like, "Oh, get on your shell and spin around." And like so, the three of them were spinning around on the shells, and like Mikey was just like going all crazy. <laughs> And he just kind of like bowled over the other two. And then the other the other turtle, I still I'm sorry I still don't remember which uh, turtle said that, but uh, he said uh, because you look like an t- idiot too. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I'm I think Leo's the one who said I we uh, okay now now I just say it. Uh, Leo was the one who said that uh, I look we look like idiots or I look like an idiot or I think I look like an idiot. And then Raph is the one who said, well, you look like, uh, it's because you look like one or something like that. Because Raph is the one who has that insult. In that moment, I was thinking of my brother because it, it sounded like a conversation that between me and my brother. <laughs> See how brothers are being mean to them? Yes. Yes, exactly. So after all that and, and like, um, you know, Dantel's like, oh, I'm going to give this to April. And I, because I guess, I guess people who work in the news... Even though she does work for Channel 6, but I guess because she works in news, she can, like, get Donnie, like, perks to get a workout video, like, approved. Like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure things don't work like that, but in the Ninja world, it does. And, like, and then they're like, oh, you know what, speaking of April, it's time for the news. And so, like, now, pretty much we only see April in this episode on the TV. We don't actually see her... Like, other than, like, we get, like, some close shots. But April does not interact with the turtles at all in this episode. Yes, we see a little more Splinter. Yeah, we see a little more Splinter. I don't think I don't think Splinter talked in this episode. Did he? He said. He, uh, oh. One part he said, oh, yeah, he did. I don't know which, which, I, which I wrote, like, why he can't just say a normal I don't know. Because he, he gave, like, a weird look. Right, right. But, yeah, so a- April's, like... Interviewing these uh, archaeologists, archaeolog, archaeolog, you know what? That's a hard English word. Okay, they're 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 people who find old things. Archaeology. Archaeology. Yeah, yeah. Why do you say it better than I? <laughs> okay, just to let you guys know, if you're listening, uh, I mean, I grew up speaking English all my life, but there are a few words I just cannot say. Like, and it's because of it's because of the Iranian half of my brain. Um, I mean, and they're, they're words that don't come up often, and I just cannot say them. Uh, so, and, like, it rarely happens, and, but it's the words that, like, you know, that does not come up in, like, on conversations. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard, and th- this old brain can't, like, learn them now. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, um... She, she talks to them and they, you know, they're like, hey, we found a temple. And like, you know, from the outside, it's like, oh, look, it's like, it looks like an Egyptian temple. And yeah. apparently this temple is like in the sewer. And like, that's what the turtles are worried about. It's like, oh, they start taking this in this area. They're going to find our lair. And, and just in my mind, I'm like, okay, if this thing was near your guys's lair, how come like you guys never saw it like before? Like, you know, because this wasn't like a... This isn't like a, oh, you know what? I, someone threw like a baseball in our backyard and that's just been 
been here for like the past ten years. We just never saw it before. I didn't know that it's in the sewers. So right, that, that's what they're saying. It was they're saying it was in the sewers. But it's not. But it was. It looked like Egyptian temple. Right, right. Because oh, uh, uh, like uh, I'll, I'll get into that uh, in in a few minutes. But like so, after April has her news, then we see the return of Baxter Stockman. Uh, I, I I just had I just wrote like um like a small TV but uh, I don't remember where the small TV it was for Splendor? Uh, it was for um uh, people and Rocksteady that they have a small very small TV or I uh, know I think it was for the Turtles yeah because Bill and Rocksteady weren't watching TV yes I think it was for yeah I think it was for t- Turtles uh, you know all right speaking of the the Turtles uh, TV. Uh-huh. This episode, their TV is in color. Yes, it was in color. Yes. But the TV was, uh, like, very small, isn't it? Or you don't remember? Uh, I mean, it looked like the normal size. It, it might have been smaller than what it used to be, but it looked like the, the size of, like, what it normally is for the show. I just remember a small... T- I don't remember uh, which part I saw, but I just remember a small TV, and then I was thinking, like, do you remember those very small... Uh, size TVs that uh, we had in uh, like I don't know so many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I know which I know which which ones like those those ones you like pick up by the handle and like. Yeah, they were not flat, but. Wait, yeah. yeah. No, I I I know which ones. We we used to have like one of those. We we bought it for my dad so my dad could like watch uh, sports since my brother my brother and I and my mom did not care for sports <laughs> and we we're like oh. Here's a small TV for him to watch so he can watch his sports while we watch, like, every, everything else. <laughs> you put that. I know, my poor dad. I already, so... I already see visions of this happening to this father in, the, in, in this household. Because <laughs> I think those TVs, it's, it's like more you can hear than you can see. Right, exactly, yeah. More you can hear than you can see. Okay, so in the in that uh, temple kind of thing that looks like the Egyptian temple. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like the background. The right. the design was like very strong. Right, right, yeah, and that's something I want. So, so we see Baxter. Baxter scares off those those two guys that with the word I cannot pronounce. Um, and and then like we see Baxter go inside the temple, which is it's still kind of weird because it seemed like Baxter was there the whole time, but this is also Baxter's first time in the temple. So like, what the heck was Baxter doing? Baxter Stockman doing? In between the time he came back to Adel Limbo um, and hiding out in the sewers, like, like. Yeah, how much you're explaining? I I just noticing that my summary wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Your summary is never bad, but Baxter goes inside the temple, and the temple now starts looking all futuristic. From the outside, it looked like very ancient. Yes, yes. And then the inside, it's like very futuristic. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you know, it's such night and day that like not even the people April's interviewing can like, like they had to have gone inside. Like, you can't tell me there's this open door temple and you're like, you know what? I have not been inside yet because uh, I, I want to do the interview for the news first. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, just just weird things, uh, but we find out that it's not really a temple. It is actually a spaceship that's been in New York in the sewers of New York for three hundred years now. But yeah, so uh, from here and also 
here is where we get our introduction to the computer because uh like this computer is going to be baxter's like friend for the rest of the show yes it's like a ancient kind of a smart <laughs> right device. right yeah yeah but like uh but yeah we we actually but he th this computer does return uh, yeah, yeah. The, com the computer returns, and in fact, the uh, the Baxter Stockman action figure that came with uh, Splinter from the NECA set actually comes with one of his form, like that his like computer form. So who can who control this uh, computer? The computer controls itself. The computer's like a living being. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then from the computer, uh, we find out that like it's a pan-dimensional spaceship and then the computer also has a uh trans-dimensional drive on there that can go anywhere including dimension x for and then for because for some reason baxter wants to go to dimension x even though he knows that shredder and krang are in the earth but um you know and um, and the computer lets us know that um that dimension x does not have good restaurants um, <laughs> I, that, that's something we need to know, and that uh, they just don't have good restaurants. So, uh, yeah, but so just from, uh, pack some canned soup if you're going to Dimension X. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> some peanut butter, canned soup. You know, um, just 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 you know, just don't plan to eat out when you go to Dimension X. <laughs> but there, uh, but when Baxter sees the drive, he has an idea on how to get his revenge on both uh, Shredder and Crank. So, uh, who is the Baxter voice? That is your friend, Pat Fraley. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to say because it sounded like... It sounds so much like Krang. Yeah. In fact, One second. The, like, before he comes out and he starts, like, teasing the, uh, the, the, the ancient dig guys, I'm, like, coming up with creative names for these people because yeah. I don't want to embarrass myself trying to say the actual name. Um... Like you know, it's like so the the two Indiana Jones uh worker guys, uh he before he comes in, like we hear the voice and immediately I was thinking I was like, Oh, Krang is here and like because forgetting that, you know, that this episode we're gonna re re reintroducing to Baxter Stockman. Yes, yes. Right. Uh so but you know, speaking of voices, because we go into the Technodrome oh. and we hear someone's voice. Uh Shredder, but it's not him. It's not him. This is, again, just like last week, it is Dorian Harewood that does the voice of uh, Shredder in this episode. This is the last episode that Dorian does Shredder's voice. I mean, I wish I can say for the, from here on out, we only hear James Avery's uh, voice for Shredder, but that's not the case. This, but this is just, but this is the last time we hear this voice replacement uh, for I Shredder. Th I think he does a good job, but... His the tone of his voice is like the nature of his voice is different from right. It's Shred. so different from James Avery. Yes, and like it's all right. Now I'm gonna say this about uh, Dorian Harewood because like we're not gonna talk to talk about him ever again after after this episode. Uh, I think I mean his his voice replaced for James Avery a lot, and uh, and he 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 voice matches pretty good with with James Avery. It's, it's not exact. But, like, you can tell the difference, but it's still, it's still, like, like, I think this is why, like, those two always, like, work together. Like, if the show started and Dorian Harewood did the voice of Shredder, I would, I would be actually be okay with it. 
Like, yes. um, it, like, like if it was like if it was like the other way around, and like James Avery did the replacement of Dorian Harewood Her- for like whatever days he had to go on vacation, uh, I would have been um, okay with that. I think he does a good voice. Is this that? Like, you know, James Avery is just superior. And the only reason why we think he's more superior is because he's the regular voice actor. Yes. But it doesn't lessen Dorian Harewood's voice. It's just that, uh, like, like the, the voice is not, like, terrible. Trust me. We're going to hear some terrible vo- uh, Shredder um, in the future episodes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Season, uh, there, there's, a, there's a whole uh, season where uh, he doesn't... It's not voiced by him, and you and, uh, and you're just gonna be like, oh man, when's he coming back? Oh my god. I know, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Oh, uh, so 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 yeah. I, I will say like I, I am gonna like uh, I am gonna miss this voice, but like the James Avery is so much more uh, superior, and you can tell. To be honest, you with James Avery, you can tell that he has more fun when he does Shredder, while Dorian, especially like Dorian did it for like three or four episodes of the show. But he gave that more serious tone. Yes. For Shredder. I think that the characteristic that we made uh, in our mind is uh, the personality comes up with the original voice so much better. Right, right, exactly. Because uh, his voice is like um, a strong, fun, but rude. Like. Right, right, exactly, yeah. He has a very strong, he has a very strong, like, voice, but then... But, but when he needs to get in that joking, like, you know, you, you start feeling like, oh, man, you know what? Like, I mean, and I hit, like, you know, I'm just going to say, it's like, it's like, oh, man, it's Uncle Phil, like, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, what he's also famous for. Uh, the, the, the two things he's most famous for is being Shredder and being Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And, like, you have, like, that strongness from him, and then you also have that, that friendliness from him. <laughs> and he does it so well... Between the two, that it doesn't feel like it's two different characters. It feels like it's just one continuous character. Uh, but uh, but like I said, like Dorian would have been like I think Dorian would have been great for like season one. I mean James Avery did awesome in season one as well. But like like where that he had where we needed that more serious Shredder. Like that's where Dorian really shines through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like um, but like James Avery, he does like the he does that like more friendly character. Much better. Yes. So then we see uh, Bebop and Rusty, they go to poor trash Tra- in the lava. Yes, and I'll, actually I want to talk about this because uh, uh, I want to talk about this where he's pour- they're pouring trash. Yeah, they're destroying trash in the, ma- uh, the, the magma of the earth. Like, I guess, like, and it's funny because, dude, because they're like, oh, why don't we use the incinerator? And, like, Shredder explains that, like, they don't have power in the Technodrome. Uh-huh. And like that's why they can't use it. And like I'm like you have this like lava that will burn everything. But they're just like throwing trash. I love the fact that they're throwing trash. Um, but I love the fact that they bring up, they look at all the holes in the walls, and they bring up the fact they're like, oh, look at all these holes we caused from the transport modules. <laughs> and that was like. Kudos, writers. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, like at this point, like the writers knew that this is the end of the season, and like I just love that they brought up the fact, like, hey, <laughs> we caused some damage. Yes, yes. Oh, um, yes. They, they they really were like. Uh, I thought only the humans are uh, 
ruining the environment. Oh, no, 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 no. The so mutants... Mutants also do that. Yeah, the mut- mutants are also doing that. So, um, and, uh, in fact, uh, Michael Atkins, he also, um, he also brings it up. He says, uh, be of Rocksteady point out the holes from the transport module make. What a fun detail I'd never, I'd never consider, partly because they frequently backfill with lava. But, yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. That was such a, that was such, like, a cool, like, just detail that just kind of, like, threw in there. They didn't need to throw that in there, but I love that they did. Yes, it was cute. Yeah. So, while Bobby and Rockstar are doing that, Baxter kind of flies in there. And I just wrote this. I don't know if you wrote this, because you probably weren't thinking about it, but I wrote this. I said, Baxter just flies to the center of the Earth? Because, here's the thing. Baxter was in the sewer. Oh. With the temple. How he? Killed- How did he get to the center? Like he does not have a transport module. He just flies. Like did he? Like I mean, and maybe that was the point of oh. the writers saying those holes. Like maybe he Baxter found one of those holes to fly through. Probably. That's the only thing I think of. But like, but that's still such a tra- strange concept. Because all right, all right, kids. Just to let you guys know, the we're on the crust. The sewer is still on the crust of the Earth. The center of the Earth, the core, is so far away from the crust. I mean, they're, they're just like, the mantle is this huge area. Like, I mean, uh, I, I, that, that should not, ha- like, if Baxter did that, his wings would, he would be, like, flying from exhaustion. But yeah, Baxter just, like, just flies down there. And, like, no explanation. They're just, like, I mean, like I said, the only explanation we can have is, like, to the hole. But, like, still, like, we don't really know how he got down there. But it is such, like, a, like, you know, they added the detail about the holes in there. Like, good, but then they just didn't even bother to, like, say how Baxter came down there. Yeah. That, that, that was, like, that was very odd. Baxter gives uh, Beaver Rock City, like, the, the, the jewel in the transdimensional... Uh, drive and then uh, be up rock city they basically just give that to shredder and crane um and just basically tells them like and then crane immediately recognizes like oh this is a a drive this can uh we can use this to power up the technodrome and uh, michael actually points this out this is a quote uh from your friend the gift horsefly in the mouth joke is is a better joke than it sounded at first so um, so at one point, uh, Crane says that, um, we shouldn't just look at a gift horsefly in the mouth. And because there's an English expression that says, don't, don't, um, we, like, don't look at the gift, uh, a gift horse in the mouth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he, like, you know, you, you know, there's a fly, it's called a horsefly. Uh-huh. And so Crane, like, kind of, like, plays with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was, he was commenting how, like, um, I... Like, how, how he liked that joke. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, after that, like... So, um, sorry. I just love the part that when uh, Bebop and Rocksteady brought that uh, jewel thing. Yeah. And when Shredder's uh, saw it, he was so, like, feeling uncomfortable. And he said, uh, Baxter gave that to you? I don't <laughs> yeah. like it. <laughs> no, I agree. And Shredder has every right because, you know... Last time they saw Baxter, Baxter wanted revenge. After, like, Shredder tried to convince them it was the turtles that, like, did wrong to him. But still, like, Baxter, like... Because Shredder knows 
that he did so many bad things to Baxter uh, um, throughout, like, the series. And so he's, he's afraid what what alternative motives uh, Baxter has. So, uh, you know, Crane uh, Guy basically sends him out to, like, hey, go get the rest of the drive. Uh, and, you know, we can use this to power the Technodrome. And then Shredder was like, oh, we don't have enough power to power up... Uh, I'm gonna guess the transport module. I'm not sure what, uh, like, but he was like, we'll have to use the foot skis because they have uh, uh, they have fuel in them. And uh, before I get into the fact that like they can use the foot skis to get to like the to get to like the the rivers and the sewer. Um, I mean, I- I'm just gonna say this: they had to have used the transport module to get to the. To, with the foot skis. I mean, because there's no way else they could have done it. Yes, yes. Now that you're saying, like, uh, because I was I was very confused that how they move from uh, one place to another place. Um, yeah. So that... I thought that I'm missing something, but now that you're explaining, I was like, okay, so they they just didn't explain well how they're moving between these surfaces. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to show you. Uh, Old Man Winters actually has a animation cell from this episode and i want to show it to you right now oh wow i love this one yeah so it is shredder riding on the foot ski and it even has where he tied the rope on the uh the comlink uh to have like crane look at the outside so you can be like oh pick up that beast pick up that beast yeah but this episode does introduce the foot skis uh, to uh, the show, and of course, yes, this was made into a toy. I'll get into the toy advertisement they made of this later, because it does. There is a toy advertisement, I swear, in this episode. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no worry. Oh. I just loved a uh, crank face in that. Yes, 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 so. yes, yes. No, no. It's and like, like, did you like like when they were like riding around in the foot skis? Like, uh, Shredder had like his comb link tied to the thing, so you have Crank just kind of like searching around. That was very cute. Yeah. Uh, actually, I actually wrote somewhere here that I really, I really wish I could get the voice actor of Crank to record a, uh, my voice message machine. <laughs> uh, you know, after I could try to email uh, Pat. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, um, uh, whatever, however much he wants to charge for that, I'll, I'll, I'll totally pay that for you. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, so, so at this point, like the turtles are like, oh, we need to get, we need to get like the, the people not to search around the sewer so they find our lair because like that's the turtles' concern because they don't know about the whole like return of Baxter. They don't know about like the transdimensional drive. They don't know anybody in this. They just know that there are people that are like pretty close to their lair and they don't want them finding out the lair. And so. One thing I wrote is, like, while they're talking, and they had, like, they, they have, like, you, you see they have, like, a map and everything, because, like, where the actual thing was, and they're, like, okay, how do we get, like, you know, because, like, they're coming up with ideas that try to get them to lure away. In the background, we see one of the turtles' rooms, and there was just airplanes. I don't know if you noticed that or not. No. No, like, so one of the turtles' room had just has, like, airplanes, like, hanging up. Oh, in the background. Really? Yeah. And I, I, I'm just curious, which turtle, I mean, which turtle do you think has, like, the airplanes, like, just 
Donatello. That's what I'm thinking too. I think it, I think it's Donatello. I, I think that's a Donatello kind of thing. Yes. Um, it's, it's either it's either Donatello or Leonardo. Leonardo's the clo- other closest one. I can see Leonardo kind of like want to see like airplanes that kind of stuff. But it it was just kind of like weird. This like someone just drew out their airplanes. But here. That's nice. Yeah. But here we have Donatello introducing us to a brand new invention, which is the sewer party tubes, which this is the third time we've seen these. Party tubes? Yeah, the sewer party tubes. Um, but this time, like, if you remember the first time we saw them, it, it see two people. Uh, I think the last time we saw it, it was only, like, one person. But this, but this episode... It's only for, like, this one, it's only for one person. Uh, but it's just, it's just weird because Donatello introduced, like, hey, I made this new invention uh, before in another episode, and I'm already blanking on that episode title because I just remember we just saw the sewer party tubes, and he was like, hey, we'd have this. And then they just didn't do really much with it and until the next episode where they did more with it. And now there again, he's saying... Now, now again, he's like saying, hey, I... Like, it, it is kind of like, almost like, you know what? I think parts of it is like, probably right, like probably like the writers like probably didn't know. It's like, oh, did we introduce this before? Like, I don't know. And they didn't want to go bother to check. And they're like, ah, let's just introduce it again. Uh, they, they won't realize it. And uh, like, you know, and they're pro- like, and they're probably like, you know what? Because there is sewer party tubes and then there's sewer, sewer army tubes. And that might be why there's two different names, just so they can get around with the... Oh, that's why we reintroduced it, was because, no, this is the army tube now. (laughs) But it's really the same thing. Oh, and I do want to note, so we have, we have, like, you know, the... So the three of the turtles have the sewer party tubes. Yes. And then Leo has, like, this other thing. He was like, oh, I'm going to use this one, this... Where he has a, it almost looks like a torpedo thing where him for him to swim on. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to note about that. Alright. Uh, that that wasn't like a toy by itself, but there was this swimming Raphael toy. And I remember, and we used to have this toy actually. Where you um you wind him up mm-hmm. and then um and then he would actually like uh oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it wasn't uh Raphael, it was Donatello. And then um and then, and he would swim. You you put him in the water, and he would swim. And he actually came with like that blue thing. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't Something Leo. Like it that. was like Donnie. But, uh, but it was kind of cool. Uh, just FYI, if you ever had that action figure, uh, it does not stand up. Like I like I don't know. You you could try to make it stand, but the way that they designed the feet, because the feet was designed to swim, mm-hmm. it doesn't go flat. Uh huh. So. So how the feet moves? Uh, does so so you you wind it up like you know you, there's a thing on the side uh-huh. you 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 turn it and then you put him in the water and then you put you have him hold that thing so he can balance and then, and then he like, swims in the water like you know like for a bathtub to- toy and that kind of stuff yeah I think it's like the Luca McDonald toy right exactly yeah the, like the Luca uh, McDonald toy like you know yes exactly like that where it just swims and like. Uh, yeah, you just wind it up and it, uh, it did that. We, uh, my brother and I, we used to have that one, I remember. Um, but, like, as soon as I saw that, like, I was like, oh, I remember that. That's from the toy. Now, we ha- now we're at the point where uh, the turtles, they're in their, you know, their, their sewer party tubes. Leo has that little blue uh, floaty uh, thing. And they actually meet up with Shredder. 
Oh, and Roxanne and Bebop with their foot skis. And we're seeing, like, them uh, fight each other while, like, ba basically they're, uh, they're using the foot skis and they're just, like, basically, like, deflating the, the party tube and, like, showing how superior the foot skis are to, like, the turtles, like, uh, inflatable, like, rat, like, you know, two floaties that yeah. they have. Um, now that, there's that one point where they puncture a hole in Michelangelo's, um, sewer tube, and he starts, like, you know, like, flying, like, you know, because of, like, the air being skipped out, mm -hmm. and he starts showing, shouting, uh, cowabunga, he's going, cowabunga! And we see him, like, and then in the background, there was another Michelangelo. <laughs> he was? Yes. Uh, I think what they did was they, they miscolored uh, Raphael, but, like, I think they gave Raphael an orange headband. But it was just weird because on the screen, there were two Michelangelo's at one point in the screen. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, that and, uh, yeah, that was, like, that was, like, the big animation mistake I, I found out. That, uh, found out. There probably was some other ones, I just uh, but I think I was really too absorbed in this episode. Duplicate Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah, they, they duplicated Michelangelo. Um, but yeah, and then here is where Raphael does the most commercial, like, thing ever in this show. Because we zoom into Michael, to Raphael, sorry, we zoom into Raphael, and he says, Wow, those foot skis are awesome! And I feel like you can just, like, take that clip, put it in a toy commercial, done! <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, kids! Should you buy the foot skis? Yes. Yes, and you just have Raphael. Those foot skis are awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, like it, it really was like, like, like just because of the way he says it, like you know, because he doesn't say like, oh man, these these are dangerous. Oh, we we need to be careful. Oh, Donnie, why didn't you make something better? No, he just says like, those things are cool. <laughs> like I want one. Mommy, buy this for me at Toys R Us. For seven ninety nine, I don't know. That's what I'm guessing the price was. I don't. I can't remember. But to be honest, they they sound like very uh, awesome. Right, right. Yes. No. Uh, I never owned it. I didn't own. I didn't own actually any of the water ones, just because I was never into the water mm. uh, toys. In fact, I think the only water toy we had was that that Don that that Donatello. And I think the only reason we got it was because it was a birthday gift from somebody. Uh, I think of, I, 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 and like, I just remember like the big thing about it. We're like, oh, we can't get him to stand because we couldn't like, there was no way for him to stand up. And it really was, well, if he's not in the water, he's like kind of like useless. Oh, like, Disabled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, especially like, cause you couldn't move the legs. The legs were like, the, the, the legs were just locked because of the whole swimming action. Mm -hmm. So... There wasn't, like, much uh, you could do with it. It really was, like, you know, you play with this in the water, or you don't play with it at all. Um, um, so, my question was, like, uh, why Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder, why they suddenly decided to attack turtles? Their goal was something different. Right, their goal was something different. I, I really think they just... I really think they just wanted... They're like, oh, the turtles are here. Let's go ahead and attack them. It's like... And, uh, what, uh, the other question is that, uh, like, um, what, what turtles were doing, actually? Okay, the turtles, okay, the turtles were trying to find the temple because they were trying to, 
They're trying to find ways to lead the people away from the lair. They're trying to like so. Uh uh-huh. That's what their that's what their goal was. Oh, okay. And then it's just that like Baxter happened to leave the pieces of the trans uh, dimensional drive uh, on in the same path of the turtles when they're trying to get to the thing, and so they kind of like ran uh, pa- uh, ran across paths. And I mean, l- now let's be honest. The reason, the big reason why the the bad guy, the Roxanne Bebop and Shredder are attacking the turtles because. It's a boys' cartoon. We need to have some action in there. It would just be boring. I'm like, hey, let's we found some stuff, and then Turtles like, hey, we found some stuff. Like, you know, we need to have some like action in there. Yes. Uh, no, I just, I just. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, you want a reason? Yes, I just. You want to, like you want their lo- loosely reason, and like this is their their loose reason. They're really, I mean, it, it, it's almost like it's like when you go somewhere and then you see like a bowl of chips. And, like, you aren't hungry, but you still eat the chips because there's some chips over there. Exactly. I mean, that that's that's what happened with the bad guys. They're like, oh, hey, look, there are some good guys over there. We got to go fight them. Like, you know, it's it's the urge. It's the urge to fight them. Uh, now. But the animation was very good. In- yeah. No, I agree. No, the, it, the animation in this episode was actually uh, really good. And, like, um, you could tell, like, okay, this is, like, because things are wrapping up, they're like, okay, let, let's start getting into better quality again. Uh, now... So something was... Sorry, something was in Shredder's hand. What was that thing? It, it was probably the piece of the of the uh, trans-dimensional uh, drive. Because remember, he was trying to put them together? Oh. Yeah, so that's what he was, that's what he was grabbing. And then, so, after the fight... Donnie finds like one small piece and this is the piece that the bad guys completely missed which like Baxter like why'd you put a small piece out there that is like so easily missable because this comes and bites them at the end but Donnie is the one who finds this piece and Donnie just like puts it in his headband it's like really weird because he doesn't put it in his shell or anything he just puts it in this kind of goes and then like it goes straight into his headband, and like that can't be comfortable at all. I mean, I get it. The turtles don't have pockets, but they still have a belt. I think it would be more practical if you put I it in the belt. I think it sounds like you put a pen behind your uh, ears. Ear? Yeah. No, I I can definitely see that. Um. Uh, right now, while all this is going on, like Baxter went back to the temple, and the computer's like, Baxter, what's going on? How come? How come uh, Shredder's not here with the drive? And they're like, and he was like, oh, they he ran into trouble and everything, and and then he was like, I need I need a way to I need a way to defeat them. And the computer gives Baxter Stockman the Mutazoo Ray. So why why the computer loves uh, Baxter? The the computer has been crash landed in New York City, the New York City sewers for like over 300 years. He had no one else to talk to until Baxter Stockman finally like went inside the temple because apparently no one ever decided to go inside this temple during this whole 300 year run that this spaceship has landed there. And so he finally found a friend. Because, really, the computer's just lonely. Uh, but, yeah, so, Baxter Stockman has the Mutazoo Ray. One thing I do want to note is that both the super, the recent Super 7 and uh, NECA uh, Baxter Stockman figures 
both come with this ray. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like in um, the Neko one has like a little more detail than the uh, Super Seven one. The Super Seven one like is more like um, action figure like wise with like colors and that kind of stuff. But the Neko one has like some more colors, and you can kind of see some like the animals that kind of painted on there. I think I, if I was a kid, I wanted to have one of those. Right. Well, like the, I mean, the actual figure of Baxter Stockman didn't actually come with this ray, but at the same time, the actual Baxter Stockman figure came out before this ray was like made in the show. But do you remember the animals that was on on the circle kind of? Thing? Uh, the only two I remember is a fly and a gerbil. <laughs> Um, they also had turtle. Oh yes, they had a turtle. I remember the turtle actually. Now they had like a donkey kind of thing. Oh, I can see that a donkey, yeah. And I think um, they had like butterfly. I can see a butterfly. <sighs> That's all I remember. That's all you remember. I have to. Uh, I, I have to pull out the the action figure. We we can like look at all the animals. <laughs> That's on there. Um, but two of our major characters got turned into animals. Which two are they? In this episode? Yes, in this episode. Uh, like Michelangelo changed to gerbil. Yep. And uh, Shredder changed to fly. Yep, that's exactly that. That's exactly right. And this is what Michael Atkins had to write. He wrote before declaring that NECA needed to make the ninja gerbil. I googled it. They did. And Shredder fly. They thought of everything except. Except white collar shredder, De- Neca, you still we need we still need shredder in a business suit. Um, and he asked, "Do we own them?" And I can proudly say, "Yes, of course we own the." Uh, so both the Michelangelo gerbil and the shredder fly comes in the Baxter and Splinter two pack. Uh, what's awesome about the Baxter and St- Baxter and Splinter uh, uh, two pack from Neca? Mainly because these figures are smaller than the other uh, NECA figures. They they packed them with so much accessories. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, uh, Baxter Stockman, he... Not only he comes with, like, you know, like, the gerbil Michelangelo and the shredder fly. He also comes with the Doku plant from uh, the, the episode where... Uh, if you remember the episode, like, where April sniffs the plant and she, like... Falls ill and like the turtles need to get the cure or else she'll die. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 made that. Like Splinter even comes with a mat on the ground that for his like meditation. How oh, cool! Yeah, there's so many like cool things and even some even some accessories we have on episodes we haven't came up to yet. Oh, I didn't know. So when is coming out? It's already out. I have it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So how come you didn't show me? Oh, I have to. Show- I thought I showed you. I- I'll-, I'll definitely show you. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I've been meaning, like, like every day I'm like, oh, I should make a video about, like, oh, we showcase, like, what episodes these items come from. And I just never got around to it. But um, we probably should, honestly. Yeah. So, like, people can see, oh, this one came from this episode. This one came from this episode. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, it's really cool, really uh, attention detail. Uh, I do want to ask you, what did you think of uh, Shredderfly and Mikey Gerbil? Oh, I thought the... Uh, the... Uh, sure, the flag was very cute, and uh, I loved it. I loved that he had the uh, cape and yeah, the cape and the helmet. The helmet, I really liked it, and um, uh, I just I just didn't like the, his voice. I thought that um, very high pitched. 
yes, I, I know that since he's small, they had to change the voice, but they could still make it like funnier and like uh, give that uh, personality to it. Right. Um, but uh, about the um, gerbil Michelangelo, uh, I don't have much comment about it because I, I thought. I mean, his face looks so much like when he's a turtle. Yeah, it does. It really does. Like, I thought they did a good job of, like, making sure we know it's, like, Michelangelo other than the headband. Because he still had that, like, turtle face. Yes. I just don't know why they keep changing Michelangelo to stuff. I I think it's just the easy one. I don't know. That's a good question. Because, like, you know, he was the one who, like, changed into human. Now he's he's a gerbil. Like, you know. I think it would be funny if it would be Raph. That would, uh, to be honest, that would have been hilarious. If it because were. he would be mad and it would make him, like, even funnier. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Oh, gosh, you know what? Now I, now that you mentioned that, I think Raph as a gerbil would even be funnier because we could even have him, like, break the fourth wall and stuff. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, you know. I mean, Raph does in this episode say Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbil. Yeah. We can't play the sound effect because Raph changed the last word. Um, But, like, you know... Oh, oh, we could have had, yeah, we could have definitely have him, like, breaking the fourth wall on, on stuff and, like, just saying, having him say, like, ridiculous things, like, oh, it's like, oh, does this mean I'm going to have to eat gerbil food for the rest of my life? Now that you're saying I really want him to eat the gerbil. Um, David Wise, why? I mean, <laughs> oh, gosh, what could have been? What could have been? Uh, one thing I did... Uh, one thing I did write uh, that I really liked was, like, so after, you know, everyone changed, uh, Roxanne and Bebop, are, they're, like, they're outside the temple with, like, Shredder Fly. When when they finally realize that Shredder, that the fly is Shredder because they first try to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Shredder's like, okay, I need you to do this. And then they both look at him. They're like, wait a minute. Why do we have to take orders from you? And then, like, so, like, Shredder's like, okay, fine. What do you want? And, like, so... They actually start, like, making a list of things they want, like, that Shredder to do for them, which I but thought... But at the, uh, because I wrote, Bebo and Rockstar, they are so loyal, because at first they, uh, got order from him. Right, right, yes. But then suddenly they're like, oh, wait a minute, why do we have to take it from you? Right, right, exactly, yes. Yes, they really are, they really were, like, loyal, though, ready to take, and then, and then finally, like, the light bulb came on, like, wait a minute. And so do I, you think do you think you get order from your boss if your boss changed to fly? <laughs> you know what? Um, I know uh, I won't. Uh, you know I, I'm gonna say probably not. I'm I'm gonna say this: if if my boss did turn into a fly and start asking me to do like some assignments, um, that I don't want to do, I'd be like, I, I'm sorry, I I can't understand you. You you're speaking all fly. Oh, uh, I, I I speak human. I don't know what you're saying, and like you know, he he'll just keep talking. I just I just feel like I don't I don't understand you. I just no, your 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 voice is like too too uh too fast for my ears. I can't understand. I'm sorry. That's even more annoying. Yes. I think if I if I be a fly and then uh, my employee do that to me when I change to human, <laughs> I think first I would. Have a big punishment for the one that says I don't hear you. Then still for the one that has didn't get order from me. Right, <laughs> I could definitely say that. Uh, I did like when I I did like the computer asked like because when Baxter first gets the ray, the the first two he sees is Rocksteady and Bebop, and the computer's like, well, why don't you change them? And like Baxter's like, 
No, whatever I change them to, they will um, it won't matter. They, 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 um, it'll still be better for them. <laughs> now, all right. So at this point, like you know. But the uh, so I, I think it was rock study. He said, uh, "Let's go before uh, he transfer us to something ugly." Yes, yes. It's like they're not ugly. Right, right, exactly. Yes. No, I, I did like that. At this point, this is like where the turtles like they go deep into the temple and then they find out like you know hey the like because they hear the the temple talk the computer temple the the computer in the temple talk and then they realize oh there's a computer in here running the show and then like donatella like opens up like the panel and he starts like oh there and there's like a lever and i just wrote this okay this is an alien computer an advanced alien computer that's been that's like 300 years old but it has the same technology as an 80s computer. Exactly. Because it has this lever. And, like, Dondo's like, oh, I'm going to pull this lever. And the computer's like, no, no, don't do that. No, no, no. Like, you know. And he was torturing the computer. Right, right. He, yes. He, he was torturing the computer. If I was Danny, I would tickle the computer. <laughs> and so the computer finally gave them, like, the information they needed. But then, but then, like, um... Right before they get into the cockpit of the spaceship, which is weird. Everywhere else in this temple is all gold. And then we get into the cockpit, like where like Baxter is, like where he's like putting the the drive in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's like now like the like the silver like um color. And it was just weird that like I would ex- I would I was expecting everything to be in that area to be gold as well. Yes. Right. When the turtles try to approach Baxter like there's like this trap door kind of thing where the where the the three turtles and Mikey Gerbil they fall and we find out that that this spaceship has like its own like cooking area like so I'm guessing like at one point this spaceship carried like life forms that were not computers or robots to serve them food yes also like you saw that how like uh New was that, um, like that tube kind of thing that right. it was like made of glass and nothing about it was ancient. You're right, right, yes, yes, no, nothing about it was ancient. Like, this is definitely like this is like the first time they ever used this tube in its life. Like, and, and like, because you know, for something that's 300 years old, there should be at least like some sort of like just like dust or cobwebs. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, it, it, it was like, no, 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 guess what? We're we're ancient. Uh, 300 year old uh, spaceship. We kept everything all spick and span. That, that's how good our technology is. And I wrote this about the about the alien um, the alien robots the alien chef robots they all have French accents. Speaking about chef uh, let me just give my comment to whatever channel it was that they stopped uh, <laughs> Oh showing. Fox? Yes. Okay, uh, Fox. <laughs> Since we have a voice, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's use our voice and, yeah. and complain that like Fox for like the next like three weeks they're showing us uh, reruns of Hell's Kitchen because yeah. uh, because the Olympics is going on and they don't want to lose viewership. <laughs> no, I I agree. I, I talked about I talked to you about this and it. <laughs> It annoyed me. All right, so that that is one of my favorite shows. I love uh, Hell's Kitchen. Like I watch it like uh, every week. It comes on and everything. And then like 
uh, I really was like, oh, how come my DVR didn't record it last night? And then I was like, and then I, I went, okay, let me let me just grab it from Hulu. And I'm like, well, it's not on Hulu. And then I went and checked, like, uh, the the guide, and like, you know, on, online. And I saw, like, oh, no, the next episode's not coming out until the middle of August. I'm like, why is it, why is it taking this strange, like, three-week break? And then I realized, oh, it's the Olympics. They don't want to compete with the Olympics. And I'm just like, wait, we live in a world where, like, everything is... Like, er everything is, like, streaming now. Like, even the Olympics is streaming. If you want to watch your favorite events, you don't actually have to wait for it to be on NBC. There's, like, plenty of other places to watch it live. Like, <laughs> trust me, people found out that Simone Biles left the, uh, left the USA uh, gymnastic team way before NBC aired it. It was reported in the news way before NBC aired it. Like, see how we uh, jump from Ninja Turtles to, to, the, to the Olympics. Yes, everything. Yeah, exactly. Since Wait. that's that was a, the first question that um, they asked you asked me how the world will be without Ninja Turtles. See, it's all connected to each other. It, it's all connected to each other. If, if there was no Ninja Turtles, we wouldn't have we wouldn't Olympics. Have, <laughs> no, we wouldn't have. Uh, what was the girl name? Uh, Simone Biles. If we didn't have Ninja Turtles, Simone wouldn't uh, leave the Olympics. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Simone Biles obviously left the U.S. gymnastics team because of because of Ninja Turtles. Because of the Baxter. Because of Baxter. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so going back, we're going back to Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, the turtles they they fight these alien robots that have French accents. This is like the weirdest. Like I mean, I get it because it's a joke because. Usually French people are, there's French cooks, but like, how would it, like, you know, at this point, I think the computer was like, just been in Earth for so many years, he just started like, making jokes in his own, like, uh, in his own thing. He was like, let me just make, let me just make these French cook robots. Or maybe he has so much database that he's like, um, the robots getting the tutorials from the French. Probably. Maybe. You could be right. Now, while... While they're they're fighting the the robots, we see Donatello going to the computer, and I want I want to ask you, Donatello typing on the computer in this scene. Does this look familiar to you? Um, I don't remember. All right, I promise you, I'm ninety percent sure you've used this gift before. This is a very used Ninja Turtle gif that we have of Donatello just typing in the computer and this episode is that source uh -huh. of like Donatello like where he's like typing in the computer and it looks like he's like typing really fast. Uh-huh. Then this is this is the episode source of that gif. Oh cool. Yeah, so I because I mean I see a lot of people use this gif. This is like because like there are a few like Ninja Turtle gifs that are used a lot. Uh like this one, Raphael counting money, um uh, like, uh... Mikey eating pizza. Yeah, Mikey... Oh, yes, yes, Mikey eating pizza. Like, those are, like, the Ninja Turtle gifts that are used so many times. I'm still waiting for, like, people... I'm still waiting for someone else to use the gifts that I've been making each week for you guys. <laughs> they will. They will. I know they will. One day they will. I'm just I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for it. They... <laughs> yes, I found Yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, this is... But this, this episode is a source of that gift. Uh-huh. So... At, like, after Donatello, like, you know, he programs the computers, uh, the, the other turtles, they 
they beat up uh, the robots. They're able to get the Mutazu uh, Ray uh, from, uh, from Baxter. They transform Mikey back into a turtle. And at this point, they start, they start running and they crash into Rocksteady and Bebop. And I wrote about this, about this scene. I wrote, like, Raph starts threatening, like, them. Like, like he was like, oh, you gotta get out of our way. We're, we're gonna, like, take you guys out. But as he's doing this, they're all just, like, all, all six of them are just standing there. And, like, um, and, like, especially, like, they, uh, we have rock say they steal the Mutazoo Ray from the turtles at this point. Yes. Um, uh, and, like, uh, like, you know, and then, like, after, like, everything starts crumbling down and they see the spaceship, like, start, uh, flying up, like, you know, that's, like, they all, they run and they go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And now, in this episode, we don't see Shredder turn back into Shredder. But we do see Roxanne and Bebop, they leave with the footskies, and we know that they had the Mutazoo Ray, and then, like, Shredder's like, oh, change, change me back. And then they're like, no, we'll think about it. And you just hear, like, Shredder's like, oh, like, you know, just just kind of whining. Like, so un-Shredder-like. Oh. Did you talk about the part that they, uh, the turtles came in a uh, space costume? No, let, let's talk about that. No, okay, because this is actually, okay, no, I totally skipped that. This is how the turtles, um, uh, get, okay, so the, this is, like, way before the, the French robots come in. But this is, a. Uh, this is how like the turtles like get the Mutazu Ray. Yes. From from Baxter is because uh, after like they tortured the computer, they they found out like uh, they they somehow they find these space suits. Like and I guess like the computer. I guess the only thing I think of is like maybe the computer told them where the spacesuits were. I don't know. I just thought it was funny because suddenly they came with those uh, spacesuits. And... Yeah, yeah, they suddenly they came with the spacesuits, and like basically the spacesuits like protect them from the Mutazoo Ray. Yes, but they suddenly removed the spacesuit, but still, uh, they're like right, right. As soon as they got the ray, they removed the spacesuits. Yes. Yeah, and it, it was just and like you know maybe if they kept the spacesuits on, they would have fit in that that tube that led them to the um to the French robots. Yes. So the other thing is that uh, Donatello has had to. Uh, did you mention that the Donatello like changed the recipe to chopped salad? Oh yes, 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 yes. That's how the, you know. See, all these things I kind of skipped over. You're like now giving detail, but yes, but yeah, yeah. That's what he did in the computer. Was like, oh, he in the computer he changed like their course. Like, oh, I I decided to have them make chopped salad, and apparently. Alien French robots making chopped salad means that they just chop each other up. Yes, because at first it was turtle soup. And yeah, then... yeah. At first it was turtle soup. That's what they wanted to make. Then Donatello changed its chopped salad with that with that gif over there. That gif going on. So the other thing, um, they uh, they use that um, tra- uh, like that mutant gun thing. Yeah, the music gun. Uh, to change Michelangelo back to being um, a turtle a turtle but my question was that how the how Michelangelo went back to normal when he's actually not not a normal turtle he's a mutant turtle that is a great question because on the because on the raid we do see have the turtle but yes dial, but, 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 yeah yeah it's just a small turtle I, I don't know I guess I guess maybe because he's a mutant turtle I, you know 
cartoon logic. <laughs> uh, for all we know, maybe they just had to zap him with that dribble ray again, and then like that reversed it. <laughs> no, that that is a great question. They probably don't have an answer for that question. They're probably like, "Hey, did you do you want him back as a turtle or not?" <laughs> you know, like what you want us to mutate him again? Is that what you want us to do? Again, like I said, we see Roxanne and Bebop leave with the Mutazu Ray, and but we don't actually see them actually transform Shredder back. I mean, at one point they have to because Shredder does come back as a human. The only question is, what happens to this Ray afterwards? Because you know, Shredder, like if you remember, Shredder had the retro mutagen gun mm-hmm. in the um in the first season, and then like Splinter destroys it. Yeah. And now like Shredder has this ray that can like change the turtles back well like, maybe they can't change maybe he can't change them into like normal turtles but he can at least change them like into like flies or gerbils or anything like that and like they don't ever use this thing i'm just saying like plot hole right here what happened to the music ray see i think the the writer of the episode will call us and says you just say archaeologist if you can, if you can say five <laughs> times, archaeologists do all these changes. <laughs> you got me. You got me from the grave, David Wise. I can't do that. <laughs> I 100% cannot do that. You win. The Munich Ray. <laughs> but, so, the spaceship starts flying off and uh, as... Baxter and the computer are are prepared to go to uh, Dimension X. Again, I don't know why why he wants to go to Dimension X. I don't know. Like, I mean, does Baxter really think he can, like, grab the rock soldiers and, like, use them to revolt against Krang or something? I'm not sure. But, like, but that's where... Uh... I think because he wants to uh, change back to a human. And I think uh, whatever... Uh... Sure, they used to change him to a fly. The, well, technically, the... it was Krang, but yeah. And then Krang, you, yes. yeah, and you, you know what? You could be right. It could, you could. Honestly, I think you're right about that. He probably thought like he could like find something in Dimension X that can change him back to a human. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll give you that. Now, I will. Now, the computer reveals his age as all right. So what happens is that Dontello, as we mentioned, he has a piece of the. Uh, the drive in his headband and Dantel's like well they can't really go anywhere without this this one small piece apparently is like and the computer even like mentions like Baxter you don't have this one piece <laughs> like and like you know like and the computer can mention this before they leave I'm just saying yes don't be a don't be friend computer yeah exactly oh and but the computer does reveal the computer is 483, 483 years old. Like, he was like, he was like, oh, well, it was a fun 483 years. <laughs> uh, and I, I can only assume Earth years. And 300 of that was stuck in Earth. Um, and so, uh, that, so... I think 400 and something years for a computer is like a uh, teenager age. I think so, too. You know, I'm just saying... That, like, my laptop can't make it to five years. So, you know, a, a computer that can make it, like, over over 400 years, kudos to you. I mean, you know, now... That's a, that's a super computer. Yes, exactly. That is definitely a super computer. 
Now we get back into the turtles where but we have the But you that uh, the Baxter fall in the in the somewhere in the space or dimension in the spider web. Yeah, oh yes, yes, yes. So Baxter Sockman falls into like a spider web in this like weird dimension limbo uh thing. Mm-hmm. And then and like and then there's this giant weird looking spider thing. Yes, it was a weird creature. Yeah, it's this weird creature that looks like it's gonna eat Baxter and really looks like it's like the end of Baxter here. And I have a feeling like when they first wrote this, like they probably thought like I'm pretty sure when they first wrote this they didn't think that there was gonna be season four coming. Mm-hmm. And they probably like were just like, oh, let's just let's just like give like a like a like an end to Baxter, like you know, th- and this will be it for Baxter. And that, that's what I think that was originally meant for. Especially the spaceship kind of crumbles up, and we don't see like any parts of the computer. Yeah. Survive, but then when we get to the next episode of Baxter, we will see that Baxter still has Baxter still has the computer with him. Uh, like you know, he has like well, he has a computer chip uh, with him, so. Uh, so we do see that. It's just like it, that was definitely something that was written like afterwards. Like, because I think when they originally wrote this one, I don't think they were planning on a season four at this point. Uh-huh. They probably like, uh, and and like you know, uh, I, I I mentioned this like before, like you know, the first season, I'm pretty sure they wrote it like, oh, I don't think we're gonna get a season two. Then when they wrote season two, they're like, oh, I don't think we're gonna get a season three. I feel that like season three is also like, oh, I don't think we're gonna get a season four. Uh-huh. That's why I, I feel like the writing was. Um, so th- now uh, now we get in back to the April and the news. Still, April has not seen the turtles at all in this episode. She, you know, she's just on the TV in the, uh, for the um, for this episode, and she's with the she's with the uh, people um, that do the same job as uh, Harrison Ford in that very famous movie, um, and like. And then they're like, oh, what happened to the temple? And they're like, oh, the temple went away. And they, they start like saying, oh, there's like these strange creatures here. And they're like, oh, what do you recommend? And they're like, anyone who wants to search this area, run, get away. And like Raphael, like, oh, look, we were saved by science. And that's our joke. And everyone's like laughing. I do want to note, because I wrote this down, Splinter's like chair. In the beginning of the episode, Splinter's chair was behind the couch. It was on the wall behind the couch. Uh-huh. At the end of the episode, Splinter's chair like moves like in the middle of the room right next to the couch. Yes. Uh so like at one point, like like when they're doing their adventure, I think Splinter's like, you know what, screw this. I can't see the TV well. The the uh the turtles don't my sons don't give me uh, room to sit on the couch. I'm gonna move my chair so I can see a good angle of the TV so I don't have to see over their stupid shells. Especially, like, you know, because in the beginning of the episode, there there was, like, uh, there were one, one was sitting on the couch and then there was, like, Leonardo sitting on the floor. I'm pretty sure Spinner, all he could see was his headband. Like, he probably couldn't see anything on the TV. And then he was, like... That's what he gives when you're a father. Yes, I know. I know we we already talked about like my my father he had the small TV so he can watch sports, <laughs> but yeah so I really think like while the turtles were going all this Spinner was like like he's probably spent the whole day because of his age picking up the chair, moving the chair just by himself and he was like all right and did you see how Spinner was laughing yeah he was like 
gonna just like throw his hand on his like knee? <laughs> it was so much far from his personality. Yes, it's so far. Someone has because his personality is like a respectful, creepy. Right. <laughs> I like how you put like respectful and creepy in the same sentence. I mean, but that that fits Splinter so well. Whatever said it does. Uh, but yeah, that and that is pretty much the way this episode ends. Like I mentioned before. Even my coffee. I mean, your coffee ended too? Yes. So that means the podcast is over. Good night, everyone. <laughs> but uh, like I mentioned before, uh, we will see Baxter Stockman and the computer in season four. Not only season four, it's going to be in the beginning of the CBS uh, season four. Uh, and which we are getting into very soon, actually. Uh, overall, uh, what did you think of this episode, honey? Uh, I actually liked it. Uh, I thought it was very funny that uh, Shredder changed to Fly. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like Fly Shredder, and I'm so happy that NECA made uh, Fly Shredder. Like, and, and, and Gerbil Mikey. Uh, I, um, it was just uh, some parts was confusing them moving from... Uh, one place to another place, like from sewers to uh, in the middle of the earth, and all those movements was amazing. Right. Um. So something, uh, something. Uh, Michael Atkins uh wrote. I I I, I didn't even uh, uh think about this. He says at one moment Leo could cut through the walls um with his katana, and the next he can't cut through the cooking. Robot's uh, spatula. That's very true. I didn't think about that. Like, Le- yeah, Leo cut through the walls, but then he just... But when it came to the cooking robots, he's just like, oh, nope. Um, but, uh, but, th- but he also wrote, if you haven't seen the original version of The Fly, uh, 1958, you should. I'm going to say this, Michael, I'm not, because I don't, like, I don't like scary movies at all. Like, I don't care how old it is and how big it is. Not, not a scary movie person. Um, he says, the little screen Baxter makes... Um, when his trapped in the spider web at the end immediately reminded me of the original movie's ending, which I can see actually, since uh, I've never seen the original like fly movie, and I know I know most of these fly episodes are like puns of that fly movie series. I know that, uh, but yeah, uh, that, but that's that's really cool uh, information. Uh, something I would have even gave me a link. To that like video, but I don't even want to click on it because I just don't like scary movies. No, I don't click on it. No, I'm not gonna click on it. Like you know, I'm gonna take your word. One hundred percent gonna take your word, Michael. I appreciate it. Just yeah, yeah, those things creep me out. That that is not my kind of genre. Um, but but yeah, uh, we'll definitely see uh, Baxter again. Uh, th- this was a very fun and r- r- memorable episode. But next week is gonna be really exciting, honey. Because you wanna know why? What? Next week, we're going into part one of the three-part season three finale. That's right. Season three only has three more episodes, and this is the, the first part of the three-part uh, finale, uh, which is the big ripoff. Yeah. yeah, it should be really exciting. I just don't want to see the red the sky. The, the, we, we, we still have years. We have years until the red sky. Okay. We have, we have, I, I know I've been like prepping you for the Red Sky. I probably shouldn't have like mentioned about the Red Sky until like got, got closer to it. Um, but we got years to the Red Sky. Um, but uh, this should be really exciting. If you have any uh, memories or thoughts or, you know, um, 
we for the next three weeks we're going to be talking about the season three uh, finale. Uh, you know, if you have any things you want to talk about season three in general, let us know. And also, if you have any suggestions for our opening talk or for our opening segment, like uh, Michael did, uh, give us uh, some of that too. We we love to hear. We love to have like these kind of discussion points. It's, it's really fun to have them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, if you need to reach out, uh, please email us at turtlerecallpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at turtlerecallpod. All right. Um, you got anything else to add, honey? Not really, but uh, I'm hoping that the rest of the episodes, uh, the animation be as good as this one. I mean, I have like really strong memories of the finale, and I, I remember I love the finale so much, but hopefully... Hopefully that's just not my nostalgia brain talking and and the animation's really good. But we'll find out starting next week. Alright, till next time guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to us. If you have any comments or memories you want to share, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Turtle Recall Pop. Turtle Recall is proud to be a part of the Res TV network. Be sure to go to res.tv to check out our podcast and other great podcasts they have available.